Hi, this is Beth Capici and welcome to the Never Perfect Podcast. I'm a psychologist and I believe that embracing the fact that no aspect of life is perfect actually makes us happier and healthier and motivates us to achieve more. It also helps us become more real and compassionate with ourselves and others. In my counseling office, I deal with a little bit of everything. So in this podcast, you'll also probably be hearing a little bit of everything. Not only professional advice, but also some of my favorite and least favorite personal stories. I'm also going to be interviewing people who are brave enough to share their stories with us. I believe that everyone has a lot to teach and a lot to learn no matter what their background is and in spite of their imperfections. You don't have to be perfect to be inspiring. and welcome to my Never Perfect podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about the experience of motherhood and the challenges of motherhood. And for some mothers who stay at home full time, it's challenging in a very specific way, but varied way. And other mothers that work full time and have careers, they're juggling both in a very split way. And, and then there's hybrid groups that deal with mothering in a bit of a half and half type of situation. So I'm gonna read a little bit from a book that is very refreshing and entertaining. And I have three very special guests who have kindly sacrificed an evening of very, very rare time. Um, very limited time to come and talk about their experience. And so I'll introduce them in a little bit, but the book I'm going to be quoting is called, I was a really good mom before I had kids. And the subtitle is reinventing modern motherhood by Trisha Ashworth. So this is kind of a, a fun place to start and get the discussion started. This is, quoted from a mother who has two children, and this is in the book. It says, motherhood is one of those things that's totally impossible to picture until it happens to you. You think it will be a certain way. You won't yell at your kids. You'll have infinite patience. You'll sit on the floor for hours reading to your kids. You'll divide the parenting duties fairly with your husband. And then, boom. Your baby arrives and your whole world turns upside down. I mean, I always pictured myself with kids, but I didn't expect to be barely keeping it together 99% of the time. The days just flow together and I'm supposed to cherish it all. So I thought this is a really vulnerable, honest way to start. And I really think that motherhood is challenging for everyone but those particular challenges may vary depending on what role you play. And so tonight I have three very highly educated professional women who work full time and sometimes way more than full time mm -hmm. <laughs> and juggle two to three kids each. So we have Kirsten, Janice and April and I guess as we're going, I'll tell them a little bit more about what y'all do or you can. Um, and I may read a little bit more from, from the book here in a minute, but um, anyway, let's just get started in our conversation. So welcome everyone and thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, glad That's to be here. Opportunity to have some girl time. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny when stuff like this is kind of actually fun hopefully mm -hmm. but you kind of feel like a nerd when like going to the grocery store or doing a podcast is like the most fun thing you've done all week yes <laughs> a long time yes a long time <laughs> going to the grocery store can be fun alone so um so we can just talk about a variety of things i have one more little quote that might be kind of a fun um another mother quoted 
I have an older sister who was born for motherhood, so she didn't really warn me about it. I only heard the good. And then when I became a mom, I had to make so many sacrifices. My mom never complained and never told me about the harsh reality. I was totally unprepared. Um, so, you know, as, as high achieving, um, and, and by the way, these three are all friends and they're all very conscientious invested mothers who are also conscientious invested employees. So people who have high standards as mothers often are disappointed in either their performance or their emotions or their behavior, <laughs> um, the dream they thought was going to be. And, you know, I think whether you work or not, sometimes it's really eye-opening to to think this is not exactly the way I thought motherhood would be or how I would feel. I didn't know I'd be so tired. Um, and really, I thought I would be a better mother. And that's why I love this title so much. Mm -hmm. So, and as you all know, this, this podcast is called Never Perfect. And one of my favorite things is to lower the bar for people and to have them not be perfectionistic so that they can enjoy life more and actually identify realistic goals and not beat themselves up when their standards are crazy and ridiculous. And a lot of people don't know it. Can any of you relate to any of that? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think definitely there's um, so much of, at least my experience has been striving to achieve and, and to achieve this definition of success mm -hmm. that I have set for myself that I don't take a step back and, and look at, well, is that definition actually a good one mm -hmm. or not? Mm -hmm. Right. Like what is success? What does that look like? I remember, so I took some time actually off of work. So I worked full time up until I had my second baby and then resigned from my job and tried the hybrid method, which for the record, I find to be much harder really? than working full time um, because you're, you're supposed to be the perfect stay at home mom, but also supposed to be working and you're really not fully succeeding in either place. Um, mm -hmm. So that was hard. But I remember when I was thinking about going back full time, um, I actually had a dinner with with April. And one of the like major questions I had was how do you feed your kids by 530? Because in my head, it was like, well, that's what time they eat dinner. You know what I mean? And, and I was with April and one other friend and they were like, we don't feed our kids at 530. I'm like, what? <laughs> you don't have to do that. I was like, well, aren't they hungry when they get home? We give them a snack. And it was just like somebody being like, it's okay if you don't feed your kids at 5.30. And, like, my kids do not eat at 5.30 anymore. Like, if we're eating together as a family at 6.30, it's great. Some nights it's not until almost 7, and then they literally eat and go into bath and straight to bed. But, like, yeah. you're... You didn't know that was allowed. No, I didn't even know that was, like, a thing. But I just needed somebody to say... What a relief. April, like, freed you from <laughs> <Yeah>. that bondage. <laughs> really? I mean, it was just these basic questions of, like, okay, I have three kids. Like, how do you make these, like, basic things in your home still work? if you want to well you relax your standards a little bit your kids eat later like different things yes. happen um yes. and so mm -hmm. understanding there's not like a prescription for a way that you're supposed to mother necessarily like mm -hmm. yeah so what if kids get hungry at 5 30 make it a snack at five yeah. and then they eat at 6 30 it's like a miracle yeah <laughs> who knew such a thing was possible right and it went now they're used to it and it's just Great. So. It's just fine. Yeah. And, and initially you thought there'd be a problem with it, but <laughs> yes. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But I think another one of the challenges that I think working moms often struggle with is then you, you see the other families who are eating dinner yeah. at 530 yeah. mm -hmm. and feeling guilty. We've had this amazing weather this week mm -hmm. and all the other kids are going to the playground at 330 and mm -hmm. well, no, we're not because mommy's got a work you're on the and, clock and maybe five. and then you try to be the super mom that we were kind of talking about earlier and well can I arrange a play date or can I get this babysitter or this neighbor to then take my kid to the park so they don't miss, miss this out. fun that everyone else is having having while I'm mm -hmm. catching more work meetings and just that, that balance of getting yes. to that point where you accept the reality and then when you can't 
make whatever reality happen that you want still accepting that and yes it's like that mom guilt which you know is i think yes. huge yeah. for working moms yes when i was mm -hmm. thinking about this coming here and answering questions and like the biggest issue i would say is is the guilt there's just guilt all the time guilt guilt that like when I'm trying to focus on my kids, my work is suffering or guilt that I'm working too much and not focusing enough on them. There's never enough to go around and it is. Yeah, there's, mm. there is always guilt. I just took a, um, a week off. I'm in the middle of my week off after a very intense um, rotation at work where I was working way beyond 40 hours a week and mm -hmm. spent time um, just with my kids on a little vacation over the past three days and I remember waking up one morning um and telling my husband like this is the first time I haven't felt guilty in so long because mm -hmm. I ended my rotation everyone knew I was leaving there was nothing expected of me at work and I was on a vacation with my kids and I was just with them and sometimes when we go on vacation and leave the kids I feel guilty about leaving the kids so it was like mm -hmm. I was not feeling guilty about work and I was not feeling guilty about my kids and I could just be and it was right. like for that moment it was so nice like like existence <laughs> yes. isn't guilt ridden yeah. for the first time yeah, yeah. wow um, I love that saying mm -hmm. never enough to go around I think that is a theme for all of us Constantly. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then the husbands suffer the most. Oh, ways. yeah. They'll say. <laughs> They'll be the first to say. Yeah. <laughs> Work than kids than me. <laughs> right. It is. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you know, it. it is funny because I, I was thinking, you know, people talk about balance, right? Like, oh, you can have work-life balance and that's something to strive for. But you don't really ever have true balance. Like mm -hmm. I can be a hundred percent focused mm -hmm. on my kids and just and I, I've gotten to a point now where I, you know, I turn off, you know, I silence my phone. I just I'm just with them um, and and spend time with them or I'm a hundred percent on work. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not fair. I mean, at the you know, if, if you're my children, they probably would say like, and it's terrible. Like mommy has to work and, mm -hmm. you know, isn't spending time with me, but, um, but then they get me full time, you know, another so for me, at least it's very much been like all or nothing. Mm -hmm. um, Either totally present or totally gone. Yeah. Cause that's the only way I've been able to succeed at either one. Yeah. Um, so it, it but it is hard sometimes to set those boundaries with, uh, with people. Mm -hmm. Um, but I agree. That's yeah. why the hybrid thing was so hard. Cause yeah. I was like, I, yeah, yeah you, I, I needed to be like, I'm working during the day. That is what I do. My mm -hmm. 40 hours a week. These are my hours. This is my job. Like the kids need to be doing something separate, but then yeah. when the clock stops and you're like, okay, now I'm here. You have to be able to compartmentalize. Yeah. Yeah. It's like trying to be a stay at home mom who has a job on the side. It's like, I don't know, not mm -hmm. the way that my, it works for some people, but I think having been such a, like a high performing career professional and then trying to like backtrack it, Scale I, it I wasn't like, my brain wasn't made for that or something. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, that problem, that balance has just been so amplified. I mean, by the pandemic, I mean, motherhood is never easy. Yes. And then you throw in a pandemic and trying to work from home and then those lines are so blurred and homeschool and oh, homeschool. Oh, did I fail and at then, homeschooling? Oh, <laughs> yes. And then the guilt, April, like you were saying, like when you can drop them off at daycare and then leave, you don't have to see that face to face. And then like my son this morning, cause I had, I couldn't take him to daycare on time because I was having to finish up a presentation by a deadline. And then he comes and he looks so helplessly and sheepishly at me in my office and mommy, will you build this roller coaster with me? And then I just, oh. I have to, I have to say no. And oh. it's just, those moments are heartbreaking. And then mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, you do take the moments to say, yes, I'm going to step away from work and, and have this moment. But exactly mm -hmm. like April and Kirsten are saying, like that there's no, there's no such thing as balance. As, as balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, not A to the level, not to the level that you mm -hmm. would ever want it to be at. Yeah. yeah, a myth that you could actually yeah. ever achieve the balance that you wanted. Yeah. yeah. Whoever coined that term. That's a terrible term. <laughs> Just, we, need a, we need a new, yeah. a new word. <laughs> well, you know, maybe this, you'll like this term that I've, I've started to really think about life as like we all get different package deals and mm -hmm. we choose a different package uh, plan for our lives, you know, and 
you give up a lot and you, you gain a lot. And so if you all had chosen to give up your brilliant educations and your brilliant minds and, and been with kids all day long, you would have missed out on that fulfillment and that respect and that achievement and money and all that stuff out the external, you get so much appreciation, you know, but then you have to sit there and see your kid go, mommy, can you do this? Why can't you go on that field trip? Why can't we go to the park? You know, and it's like, you just have to accept, I can't be everywhere. I wish I could clone myself and triple myself Mm. into three people, but you know, there's so much to be gained for using your talents in a career situation, but then there's grief and heartache. Y'all have probably been here. I can remember times my kids were out by my car crying when I would drive to work mm-hmm. and I would almost be in tears and they go, mommy, what? don't go to work. And it's like, oh my goodness, this is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the amazing opportunities to have a career and to be appreciated, you know, um, and to feel like you haven't lost your mind and, you know, gotten dumbed down to a two-year-old level. <laughs> Ooh, there's a loud car there. Um, yeah, I did. I mean, it was, I, I guess, had the opportunity to to try it both ways. I mean, when I say a hybrid model, like, there were there was a while there where I was probably only working, like, 10 hours a week um, and, and realized for me and and i really think it's so person specific and like Mm -hmm. your you know your background and just what your experiences all of it but for me i was not happy not working um and and there were there were all these expectations um from other family members and people were around i mean you know that like you should be happy staying home with your kids Mm -hmm. like you're a mother Mm -hmm. you know and i'm mother of three like this should be enough um and I was that same conversation, that same dinner that I had with April, and I was trying to d- decide if I wanted to go back full time. <laughs> Another quote that I still remember was like, "I don't like getting down on the floor and playing with toys with my kids uh-huh. for a long time." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Another thing she just said, like it's okay, it's okay yes. that I don't like that." Yes. You know what I mean? Like I still don't like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love spending time like with my kids and very like I love experiencing things with them, and I love taking them places, and I love like with my seven-year-old now that I can like talk her through mm-hmm. like her feelings and what she's dealing with at school and we can have that emotional connection but when it comes to like sitting on the floor and playing with trains like it doesn't do it for me and like <laughs> yeah you know and I stayed home and tried it <laughs> yeah and I honestly thought there was something wrong with me because it didn't do it for me you know so it's just like sometimes yeah. having you know that understanding that every it's the, everybody's circumstances are different and being a full-time mom is a job in and all of, of itself it is uh-huh. a job like uh-huh. The same as I have a job and it's more selfless and more hard in so many ways, you know, Um, but for me, like, I guess part of it, you know, as much as I feel that guilt that I can't be there with them or, you know, those late meetings in the evenings where they come up to my office and it's screaming and I have to shut the door on them, like, as hard as that is, I know that I am happier and I'm better when I'm with them when I'm working full time. Mm-hmm. And that is that is a true a very true thing, like a yes. core belief at this point, you know, and that, that takes I will courage not to admit that, to allow um, yourself to say, I know yes. myself and this yeah. is what I need to be even a better mom mm-hmm. is to be fulfilled mm-hmm. in a career person. Yeah. Yes. But everybody there's no right or wrong way to right. do it, but it's like a discovery yeah. path that you have to figure out. Each individual you know? person. Mm-hmm. You're right. Sometimes I feel like I'm taking the easy road by by still working full yeah. time. Agree. I mean, because yeah. I I get this time to myself that I can kind of reconnect with who I was pre kids and mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know interact with adults. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> um, you okay. know, and um, uh, it's just really I've really struggled with the the young age, uh-huh. um, just like mm-hmm. the kids being under four. Oh. Um, it's just for me has been really challenging. Yes, you all have kids like under 10 by mm-hmm. far, mostly like around five is probably the average age here, right? Yeah, we have a, a seven, a six, a five, five, a four, and a three. We have a lot of, yes. we have about every age. <laughs> Do you have three or four? I have two. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Seven, like six, four. five, four, and three. Oh, we, we ladies here. Not oh, oh, okay. we, we <laughs> <and I. laughs> There's two, two two-year-olds, 
A three, my three-year-old, and then yeah, a five-year-old and a, a six-year-old and a seven-year-old. There we go. Uh, that was it. Yeah, yeah. So the mean, median, <laughs> two twos, three four, five, five. five. Yeah, that's yeah. rough though. That's that's a rough. Your kid still needs so much from you. Yeah, and so sometimes I do, and again, the guilt. What Kirsten was saying, like I I do feel very guilty sometimes going to work, but I'm also like Monday has a new meaning for me now. I'm like. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Go and have like a little piece of yes, quiet in my heard office. That before, yes. And it's really kind of, and then I feel very ashamed for thinking that, but, um, but I do. Oh, it's very normal though. I mean, it's, it's very, it's, it's this weird hybrid or what's the paradox, this mm-hmm. mixed feelings inside. Yeah. It's like, my kids are the love of my life, but they're the drain of my life too. Yeah. I mean, they're so exhausting and it's like constant doing and undoing I mean diapers and meals and you clean up and another meal and no one thanks you pretty much ever mm-hmm. you have nothing to show um, we could probably tell some funny stories later about that but where you think oh I'm on maternity leave I'm gonna get a lot done and you know your <laughs> husband comes home and he's like what happened in here today <laughs> and you're like I have not done anything but work but the house looks like a tornado hit it mm-hmm. you know so the thanklessness and the lack of what you show when you're you're building little people that are amazing, mm-hmm. but it is very goes very unappreciated, and there's not a lot of visible, tangible evidence of what you're achieving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I do see light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. you know, like Mari, my youngest is is two, mm-hmm. and she turned two in October, but she's much more conversant, and you can have sort of logic with her to the extent you can logic with any two-year-old mm-hmm. but it is sort of like oh, okay well she's she's getting to that point now where things are we're taking there's a turn like you she can, can relate to her yes and her. she's she's playing with Brewster my son and they're getting along great and um and I'm like oh okay well maybe maybe I can maybe I can do this and, mm-hmm. and feel better about myself and what I'm contributing to this family dynamic. Yes. <laughs> well, this is a good, some of what you said kind of triggered a question I would love for each of you to answer. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of along the lines, you can tweak it if you want, but what is one thing that you've had to sort of let go of as far as an expectation that you had for yourself as a parent because you're so busy um, it could be a very tangible thing too. just like, even I'm not getting in the floor and playing with Legos. I hate that, you know? <laughs> um, and then what is one thing that you really feel passionate about? Cause you can't do it all. You don't have time to do it all. Um, but what is something that you actually really have chosen as a priority? Mm-hmm. I can go first. I have about a thousand things I've let go of expectation wise. <laughs> However, I will, um, I will share one in particular. So when I was in my hybrid stage and trying to figure out if I could be more of a stay-at-home mom, and we had, we had just moved here to Chattanooga, actually, um, from Atlanta, so it was just a whole life change. Mm-hmm. But I signed up for the PTA, <laughs> and I went to my, this is pre-COVID, I went to my first PTA meeting, and I had a, a, a son that I was still nursing at that point, and I had like spit up on my gym shirt and had was trying to make dinner. And I, the luckily the school is walking distance, but I like literally my husband got home within the nick of time. I threw the kids at him and ran to the PTA meeting, and all of the moms were dressed up and clean and looked nice. <laughs> and I sat at the very back. I didn't say hi to anybody. I was mortified. I listened to them cheer, like cheerlead about their fundraisers and how they were so involved and on it. And I came back and sat on the steps and called my mom and cried. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I can't be that classroom mom. I can't be that mom who's super involved at the school. Uh Like it just, I was intimidated. It wasn't anything that I knew how to do. Like I just, it was all of it. And like, Uh since going back to work, especially, I am like, you know, I am not the mom that volunteers to bring the stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I will pay for the fund. I'll put the money in the fund, you know, and I try to do teacher gifts, like maybe (laughs) if there's not a fund. But, um, but in terms of like, you know, signing up to help or do the field trips or whatever, I think I did, maybe I was a reader once in kindergarten, um, but letting go of like needing to be the very hands-on involved mother at the school is one thing that's just like, 
I, uh, yeah. I'm, you were just honest yeah. with yourself and like, why, yeah. why force a square peg into a oh, hole? Exactly. That's that day that, and I remember talking to one of my mentors at work and telling him that story and he was, and he used that exact really? phrase. He was like, Kirsten, we all know you're not a PTA mom. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah. Like I've known you for years. Like what do you want? I'm not surprised here. Um, but one of the areas where I stay very engaged um, is is my children's spiritual life. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're trying to make sure that they grow up loving and honoring God and believing um, in Jesus and going to church and praying at night and having discussions about values and morals and um, trying to to instill that moral compass in them is, is a huge priority for me so that is something like I'm not good at the trains or the Legos but like when it comes to uh, the integrity we have our Yates family values on our our refrigerator that people come over and they're like this is a bit intense I'm like nope it happened the first time my my six-year-old told me a lie and I was like what (laughs) that Um, takes a lot I don't know if you do it at the end of the day but when you're fried yeah from from work and kids mm-hmm. to, to be able to say, you know what, let's just scrap that tonight and not yeah. bother. Oh, yeah. it sounds and like I do it's scrap real... it sometimes, but but it is something where I have that internal conversation in my head and I'm like, I just want them to go to sleep. I'm like, no, no, let's yeah. talk about it. Let's tell say what we're grateful for. Let's pray for the people who need to be prayed for. Like, yeah. let's do it. So it's good though. Like, what are you really passionate about? And then kind of going back to the hobbies like what is torture for you to do with your kids and what do you sort of enjoy and why force yourself to do things you hate to do you know when there's there are things you probably would like to do with your kids so so what about your all I would say so so my whole whole life I I was the the athlete and the health nut and in shape and, and all of those great things. And then I had kids and clearly the whole process of pregnancy just in a snap, just your, your body and your ability to poof. It's do, all gone. Do the things you once were able to do. And so I think what I had to really let go of was, I mean, a lot of body image and a lot of, um, before kids, I had a, a CSA, Community Supported Agriculture. I went to the farmer's market. All wow. my meals were cooked from the farmer's market. And then, you know, fast forward three years and I have a newborn and a one-year-old and it's mac and cheese for mm-hmm. dinner. Mm-hmm. And whatever is, is easy. <laughs> so I feel like letting, letting go of that, but still kind of feeling what what do I need to hold on to? And so I think something that meant a lot to me was getting back in shape, reclaiming mm-hmm. my body after I had two back-to-back pregnancies and nursed back-to-back. And I just didn't have a body of my own for what felt like about almost three to four years. Wow. So um, so that has helped me a lot. And I think it, it's something that I still prioritize with my kids that we're going to get outside and we're going to run around because that is, is healthy for us to do. And um, you know, now we all obviously live here in Tennessee. I grew up kind of south of Chicago a little ways, you know, so used to much colder weather. So this past winter, you know, I told my kids, no, we're going to put on coats and hats, but it's important to get outside and move your bodies. And it helps, you know, try, phrases I try to use with my kids, you know, how, how can we make our bodies feel good? We need to move. We need to get fresh air. We need to be out in nature. And, um, and I see how that helps them. And I see also very selfishly how it, it helps me. Hmm. I love that. How can we make our bodies feel good? That is so good because I I am notorious for going off on tangents, but this is a big thing that I want parents to really think about and talk about with their kids is to say what's healthy and best for you Mm -hmm. and not talk about exercise as a chore and eating is about the calories and weight, but like I tell my kids all the time, don't eat that. It's it's not healthy. It's not good for you. You know, I don't ever talk about calories with my kids. But to, I love that association and that conditioning that you're giving your kids. Like, mm. let's think about something that would make our bodies feel good instead of we got to exercise, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I really love that. I also love the, um, uh, your life feels like it's not your own. I think mm-hmm. that is a huge theme 
Um, I'm going to be like latching on to different things you said, like mm-hmm. when Kirsten said, you can't do it all. That's a huge mm-hmm. thing for mothers. And then you feel like your life is not your own. You feel like your body is not your own, yeah. sort of. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mothers feel like their body becomes a jungle gym. And oh, then yeah. like, what happens to your sex drive when you feel like you've been climbed over all day long by children? You're like, don't touch me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we won't go there yet. Maybe later. Let's get some wine. Let's get some more wine. <laughs> but, um, okay, so that's good. But your life feels like it's not your own. But you got back into exercise because you knew that was something that really fuels you. And it's self-care and it's part of your life that gives you sanity. and Yeah, and to be able to see myself in the mirror and feeling just better about it. Self-esteem. I yeah. mean, that's, that, that was a lot of it. Not only you know, having the energy and, and feeling good, but kind of regaining self-esteem because children just strip so much from you. Yes. <laughs> um, mentally, emotionally, and, and physically, and mm-hmm. um, just in, in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I, I would echo what Janice said about the, the meals. <laughs> um, I, I have really let that go. And I used to meal plan, and I still try to, actually, on over the weekend, I'll mm-hmm. put together a list of what I want to make for the, the week and it's not a meal every day but it's just something that I'll make maybe Monday and Wednesday and then we can sort of eat leftovers and, and forage mm-hmm. on the other days mm-hmm. um, but I just realized like I can't keep this up this is too much effort like I, I need to just let it go like if I don't do it every week like oh well mm-hmm. um, and, but it does make me crazy on Mondays when I come home and there's nothing to be eaten, like no plan in place, like that just drives me insane. So I um, I have started like going to Nourish Point or, you know, one of the other places that, um, you know, pre-made, healthy pre-made meals. meals. And I'm like, well, that's what we're having for good. Good. Because it's just, it's, um, that's, I don't know why it, it just sets me off, but, um, Mondays are hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, and then something that I've, what was the last one? So the, the stuff that you've had to let go of, and then the, the things that you're really passionate about that you've made sure you can do that. Well, I'm still working on that. <laughs> <laughs> What's your most passionate? <laughs> Well, I've heard about some of the meals you make for your kids, and I'm not sure. I totally believe that. Wasn't it quinoa, like, mm-hmm. recently? Well, there's a quinoa salad, but that was really easy. Okay. Sounds <laughs> easy to me. Yeah. But it was very, very delicious and easy. But, no, yeah. I don't have – yeah, I'm still working on the, the, the other one, but mm-hmm. we'll get there. Well, I mean, you're yeah. – like we all are, you're still working. Yes. And, and to brag on April, April, I mean, made partner at her law firm not too long ago. And so just very the, impressive. I mean, the example that I think we're all trying to set for our kids and we all have daughters. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, you, how, how many hours that took for you to make partner to firm. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know if that's, um, I have put a lot of focus in, into my career and, mm-hmm. um, I guess I'm, I'm not ashamed of that, but I, I do, you know, I, I do put more time into that than, than probably anything in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and volunteer work, chairman of a board and things like that. Yes. I, I guess I put that hand in hand with, with the career stuff is all of my extracurricular stuff. Although you're not getting paid for that. That's right. I'm not getting paid for that, but, but that's okay. It's but yeah. for a good cause. So why do you think, or, or can you all speak to guilt for cutting corners? You know, for instance, I do not think any mother who works, unless they have a husband who stays at home that is amazing at being Mr. Mom, should not have a maid <laughs> and should not get more to-go food or... Mm-hmm. You know, and but sometimes we guilt ourselves into thinking, oh, I still have to do all that stuff. And, you know, this is a funny statistic that's probably really outdated, but like maybe 15 years ago, I heard that if you had to pay a stay at home mother to nanny and chauffeur and cook and all that, it was like back 15, 20 years ago, it was $108,000. <laughs> so, you know, when you really think about the work and then to be working and earning an income and also think you can do everything that a stay-at-home mom does. And of course you can't be with your kids typically eight to five unless it's a pandemic and you are dealing with like 
you know, homeschooling and virtual schooling on top. But, um, but yeah, like, do you all find yourself feeling guilty for, for finding some shortcuts or cutting corners? One thing I did, which helped a lot, and I mean, actually there were multiple reasons why I did this, but I think it still helps. I I got off social media almost completely. Um, I'm not on Instagram at all and go on Facebook mostly for like news or like, you know, local. marketplace. (laughs) <laughs> Facebook marketplace. Well, actually, the, the Lookout Mountain Babysitter Network is a very important. Like there, there are certain yes. like like groups that I need to be able need to access. ease into. Yes. Yeah. Need access. Yeah, I can't yeah. lose that. So, um, but it, it prevents me from comparing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I think That's not so seeing like the pictures of all the cute like Valentine's Day cookies and the, the kids mm-hmm. that had the amazing Valentine's yeah. surprises, which sometimes that stuff still shows up on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, so I have yeah. those guilt moments where it's like my kids didn't wake up to hearts and like <laughs> they didn't have heart pajamas that yeah. matched when they went to sleep the night before. No. I actually forgot it was Valentine's yeah. Day. I mean, like, I was just like, wait, what? Uh, Luckily, my child had a sleepover at someone's house and woke up and that person, that person made Heart pancakes, and she came up. She's like, "I had heart pancakes." I'm like, "What?" (laughs) Valentine's Day. Um, So, so yeah, I think that helps Um, for me. Like being around other moms that work, and I have a lot of moms friends that do not work who I love very, very dearly. But, but you know, having time with moms that also work full time and and seeing their lives that mirror mine in so many ways and normalize like Mm. the way that we live. And then I actually grew up, I mean, my mom worked. So like Mm -hmm. I, you know, I look back and think like she was not a PTA mom and, you know, I turned out pretty okay. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So those are the things that like help me, but you know, definitely the guilt is like ever, ever present. And I happen to work straight through Christmas this year. And Christmas was different for many reasons for many people because of COVID, which I think helped. But I took Christmas Day off and that's all. That is it. Like I worked New Year's Eve. I I worked every weekend. I was just because of what was going on in my job and I'm in public health. And um, I, yeah, there was a ton of guilt over like the, that I did not make my Miss the holidays. I mean, and then that I didn't make it special enough for my kids. You know what I mean? I, oh, when I think back, what, but yeah. I, COVID played into it. But like when I think of like all the special holiday things, I mean, they didn't go see lights. They didn't go. We just didn't do that stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that was a huge source of guilt. So, yes, it happens. But it's an interesting point, too, because <clears throat> when you think about the, you know, thank God it's Monday, I can go be not interrupted and be very, you know, productive and accomplish some things. And and sometimes you feel bad, like, mm-hmm. because this feels so satisfying, but then every moment that you're sad, that you miss a field trip or that mm-hmm. you miss a play date. So you don't win. You're giving, <laughs> you're giving up. Yeah. And yeah. we all gain a lot and we all lose a yeah. lot. And I think it's just kind of that thing that life mm-hmm. is never perfect. And we have to kind of decide what, what works best for us and you gain a lot and you lose a lot and there's no perfect no i mean i don't feel guilty at all about hiring help to clean good um i do feel a little guilty about the the meals because Mm -hmm. i i don't know why it's just i i feel like i'm cheating or something Mm -hmm. by I know. I, I totally understand that feeling. Like, why can't I just feel yeah. good about giving them nourishment? I'm like, this is healthy. Like, it's great. You're not lesser than because yeah. you, your hands didn't put it together. Like, yeah. And I never liked cooking. Like, I my I grew up and my mom was like, you're never. This is a problem. Like, you're you don't know how to cook for yourself. Mm-hmm. I was like, ain't fine. You know, I'll just mm-hmm. eat out of the box, like <laughs> macaroni and cheese for the rest of my life. Whatever I said at that point. But I. Um, I don't know, that has been like a, something happened like in my 20s, I guess, that I just was like, I'm going to start cooking and be mm-hmm. really good at that and, and cook healthy meals. And I want to continue to do that for my kids. But So then that question becomes, is this realistic? Because it's like, do you have time for it? Are you passionate about it? You know, mm-hmm. is it realistic? But also, what is it taking from you and your sanity? Or are you burning the candle at all ends to the point where you're no fun anymore? Because this is something that you, you, I see a lot and you can imagine where overly dutiful parents 
um, end up, they're so stressed and they're not taking care of themselves. And they're like, I've got to cook because I just feel guilty to, to take it to go. And then they're stressed and they're their kids are like, mom, you're always stressed. You're never in a good mood. Or their husband's like, you have nothing left. So I think sometimes you, even with your dutiful, conscientious mentality, you have to say, I need to cut corners, even if it's just so that I'm in a better mood or so I have more left. And it reminds me of Dr. John Gottman, who's a really famous marriage researcher. And he has this chapter in one of his books. I think it's a little selfishness can make your marriage sexier or something like that. But I think too, a little selfishness, and I don't think this is even remotely selfishness, but it feels like it to overly dutiful people. <laughs> um, but it can actually just put you in a much better mood and make you so much more happy. So what would your kids want? Like you to make the meal or for you to be able to relax? And, and I think that's another important thing. Your kids need to learn balance from you. And I know we joke that we don't like that word, but your kids need to see you relaxing. I know you'll probably relate to this too. My family, including my husband, has gotten to where when they come in the house, they assume I'm in the kitchen. And if I'm not in the kitchen, where's mom? Where's mom? Where's mom? And, and I just laugh because I think this last year or so, I've, I've changed something because they don't think that as much. I read a few more books. I watch a few more Netflix. But literally, it's like if mom is home, she will be in the kitchen. And then the next one might be the toilet. <laughs> that's kind that, of a joke but that reminds me I think of a, a story I shared with you at one point Beth that I, you know just this notion of like being a, a martyr for your career and mm -hmm. your family and your kids and I have a lot of mom guilt with getting um like babysitters and like mm -hmm. I feel like if I'm not working if I'm not doing my other things I need to be with my kids yes. which then means not taking time myself and so I remember um I think it was last mother's day my daughter at school, you know, filled out this little sheet. It was like all about my mom. And so she, the teachers read the questions and she tells them the answer. And the question was, what does mommy do to relax? <laughs> and uh, like two or three months before I had hurt my knee exercising. And so maybe for like a few days, I iced my knee a lot. <laughs> Sorry, and what? so what Brooke said, what mommy does to relax, she told her teacher, ice her knee. <laughs> because she had never, I guess, before seen me yes. sit down and relax. That's hilarious. <laughs> and it was just such a poignant moment in so many ways. Exactly. And that makes you realize, like, they don't ever see me doing anything relaxing. Yes. They think that was probably Which fun for me. Which then made me feel bad feel guilty about feeling the mom guilt yeah because i'm setting this horrible example for my daughter who doesn't see me read a book yes or i it's a hard time for me to some, like say yes to girls night sometimes because i'm like no yeah. i would be there to put them to bed because i'm not there during the day because i'm i'm working mm -hmm. and i'm a hospital administrator and hospitals never shut down i don't get days off i mean like yeah. kirsten like if i want to take christmas off i take christmas off i don't uh. get it off and um it's and isn't it funny that you might not be motivated to improve your self-care just for your own health, but you want to model it to your kids. So, oh, I better put that on my list now because I need to teach you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was sitting there like, oh, I feel like Austin would be like, drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> I am feeling that's because would be like, what does mommy do? Mommy juice. <laughs> what does your mom do for fun? Shakes her legs, I think. Maybe that's what she enjoys. Takes a shower here. Takes a shower. Goes to the grocery store. Yeah. yeah. She gets excited at awesome. Whole Foods. I the wines, like, back to your point, Beth, when you said, when you talk about, like, what you consume and how it makes you feel, and I, I'm sure that, like, she, my seven-year-old has heard us say something about, like, oh, I had... Two, one too many glasses of wine or something, right? Uh -huh. Like, and, and it's, it's registered. And I know we've had the discussion, well, what happens if you drink too much wine? Oh, it gives you really bad stomach ache. It makes your body not feel good. Just like nothing, nothing, too much of anything is not good for you. But yeah. there was a, a similar exercise at school and mm -hmm. it was like, it was all about 100s and you better not do this with 100 something. Anyway, she wrote down, you, you better not drink 100 bottles of wine. <laughs> I was like, oh my word. <laughs> and she turned it in. It was like literally a homework exercise in my 
Like, you're like, should we be concerned that this first grader had a sentence completion test? <laughs> Six of them mentioned mine. <laughs> oh, That's that is so like the, the, the bad rhythms in this time where the work is, it is so hard. It is so hard to relax. It really yeah. is. I mean, it goes yeah. back to that. And that you is like. You can't shut it off. You can't shut yeah. it off. Yeah. And, and wine helps. Wine yeah. does help. But Janice and I know that it's like both of us, and you, I think, have gotten better. But me, since I've been in this I was doing my rotation for work like I would work often until almost 11 o'clock and the only way that I went to sleep was yeah. like a huge mm. glass of wine uh-huh. I mean and that is just the because you're just going going and then otherwise yeah. I'd lay there to be like well I finally stopped working but there's laundry everywhere and there's this and I didn't wash this for the kids thing and I didn't make their lunches mm. yet and I didn't uh, yeah, so, yeah. You anyways. run yourself ragged and go 150 mm-hmm. miles an hour and then you don't know how, how to, to transition no. into like beta wave sleep or whatever it is <laughs> No. That is one Melatonin. Yeah. Yes. Melatonin. Wine and wine. wine. Yeah. Yes. You know, I, I probably mentioned this to, to at least one or two of you, but one of my favorite ways to get self-care when my kids were your kids' age was play dates. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it, and the mom guilt wasn't there. And it's like, the kids are just so yeah. happy. Like yeah. the three of you could be downstairs having wine and cheese and your kids are upstairs playing and you're getting your needs met yeah. in your girl time and your kids are having a blast. And they just, it's probably the, the favorite day of their week. It was the favorite yeah. day of my week when I used to do that with some mm-hmm. mothers. Yes, before that, where that can happen. Yeah, because yeah, two-year-olds is like a little touch and go, mm-hmm. like whether or not a play date is acceptable because you might. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, oh gosh, like what is she gonna do at so and so's house if like if your eyes aren't on them yeah. constantly? But yeah. yeah. Hey, a little comic relief since you heard my alarm go off every night at seven. I have an alarm, and it's I'm trying to make myself do intermittent fasting, and mm-hmm. I've done it once in a year. But I still have this alarm go off every night. <laughs> so it's seven o'clock. Because there's probably 500 other things you're thinking about during yes. the day as opposed to <laughs> turning that alarm off. Yes. Because um, so you are a working mom yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am. So one neat topic that I'm sure you'll have a lot to say about, and, and it reminds me of kind of what Kirsten was saying that April has done for her. And I think this is a gift that we can give all other mothers. And, and parents and people in general, like lower the bar, be real, be vulnerable. Like you're not supposed to be perfect. So I had this very poignant, memorable moment, like probably nine or 10 years ago, where I went to meet two moms at a playground, Riverview Playground here. And um, one of them said, volunteered and was vulnerable first and said something like, and she was a doctor. She was a, a family practice doctor who had decided to stay home with her kids. And she said, I had this horrible moment today. I threw a dish or something or broke a dish or something like that. And the other mother who I didn't know as well said, oh, I cussed and screamed at my kids today. And it was just so such a breath of fresh air. And I had a guilty conscience because I had yelled at my one of my children. I think it was my daughter who was potty training for no good reason. No good reason at all. And she was potty training and she was on the toilet and she was sitting there and sitting there and I was being super patient for like 10 minutes. And then I just flipped a switch because I was like, honey, do you think you're going to go? And I was trying to be really, okay, we'll just wait a few more minutes and try and okay, let's get off. And she wasn't getting off and was like, okay, I think you're not going to go. And I was being real nice. And then finally I went, get off the toilet. I was like, you're not going to do anything. And I thought I'm like a monster, like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And so I had just had that happen. And then I go to the playground and these two women start this topic. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad you said that because I screamed at my daughter because she was taking too long on potty training. (laughs) I'm like, what is wrong with me? You know? So, um, but those moments, I mean, have you had moments like that where you've had someone, you know, kind of like April said, I hate doing that. I never do that. You know? (laughs) And you decide, you know, it's, it's okay. Like we're human. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Totally. The bar. Totally. You have to have that sort of, because uh, otherwise you feel like you're on an island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that maybe this isn't normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You kind of wonder, like, I'm, I'm really shocking myself. It's kind of like the title of this book. Like, I really thought I would do better. I thought I would never yell. Mm-hmm. Um, some of this is on a list that I 
saw. But yeah, I really thought that I would be very patient and that I would love staying home with my kids all the time. I mean, that was the biggest thing I had to get over and accept was just like, I don't like this. And that does not make me weird. You know, like there are others who also don't and I can still be a good mom. Even if I don't love staying home with them full time, mm-hmm. even if I want my career, it doesn't mean that I'm a bad yeah. mom, you know? Mm-hmm. I can remember, I think the last time the three of us, April and Kirsten, I got together, which was a little while back because of COVID, but I remember we were at dinner and I think you started, I mean, talking about marriage and mm-hmm. well, when you have like kids and jobs and I feel like I remember being like, oh yeah, okay. Like <laughs> you got, and I think April, I remember, I think you said something like, like two ships passing in the night mm-hmm. and like yeah. like I do feel that with my husband mm-hmm. sometimes just because there are enough moments in the day so I think it, it's such a catharsis also to talk with yeah. other working moms because it's like oh yeah oh yeah that whole husband thing that whole spouse yes. partner thing um, oh yeah and, and that's a, a really important point because when you think about it when you just feel like you're like an eternal server I mean mm-hmm. you are you know you feel sorry for your servers at restaurants sometimes <laughs> but when you're a mom you're serving you're cleaning you're cooking you're doing homework you're doing field trips grocery shopping it's just endless and then you also have a job that's very demanding and then you think how happy am I in and of myself like how good do I feel just within my own body and then you think okay my level of happiness or satisfaction is probably going to combine with my husband's and some average of his happiness, enjoyment in life and mine is probably going to be around the average of our marriage, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the reason that um, I read this in a book and I had to reread it because I was so kind of surprised. It said these two authors is a book called Sacred Marriage. And it says, what if your marriage was intended to make you holy more than to make you happy? And I love book titles, partly because I hardly ever finish books. So I'm like, if I can get a little bit out of the title, I can really get a head start. But um, in this book, it said, um, we know of no couples with young children that are happily married. Mm-hmm. And I I would not have been surprised if they said 85 or 90%, but I was like, none? <laughs> so um, that's yeah. huge. It's huge. But doesn't it kind of make sense if you think like, Totally. Theoretically, I'm not, so happy yeah. with. It's actually reassuring. I mean, yeah. it's just like, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we don't need to worry or call an attorney yet at your firm or wherever. I yeah. Know. I mean, that's. It's just nice to know that you're not. You're not alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to be connected with your spouse if you're not connected with yourself? Yeah. And how are you going to be connected with yourself when you're completely fried? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're not alone. That is another, there's our like final nugget. <laughs> not that we have to wrap up right now, but just like mm-hmm. that is one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to talk about this. And also just this whole podcast is like, we are all struggling through life. Mm-hmm. We're struggling through motherhood. There's no perfect solution. There's no perfect marriage. And you know, if we don't share our vulnerabilities or our struggles or our feelings, then people get discouraged and think, I'm a terrible mother. I mean, those mothers that walk around and never get the freedom to say, I screamed at my child for no reason, you know, Um, or the people that never talk and say, my husband and are so disconnected, like they may walk around thinking this is rare, but if they started talking about it, they would find out this is not rare at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're definitely not alone. And there's no perfect way to do it. Like, you Uh know, what works for me and my Mm -hmm. family with me working full time and my husband working full time is just one way, you know, it's what works for us at what right now is the the best way that we know how to do this thing that we have created, you know? Right. Well, and like you said, with the hybrid thing didn't work well for you. And for some people, they might, that might be their dream. Best of both worlds. Yes. 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 So everybody's unique and they have to kind of be true. Mm -hmm. I came up with this little... Um, thing I call it the user's guide to yourself and it's like you have to figure out like what works for you is it exercising in the morning or exercising in the evening or is it you know trying to cook everything on Sunday or eat out every night or <laughs> cook two nights and have your husband cook you know like everybody has to figure out their own rhythm mm-hmm. but it's hard that's the mm-hmm. one thing that we can guarantee is that it's hard <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and bending in, in different way. Like you just met, mentioned exercise, which as I said earlier, that was something mm-hmm. that it just it, it kind of made me feel like myself again mm-hmm. after having kids. Um, but I always used to be a night owl. And well, that doesn't really work when you have kids <laughs> yeah. and a job and everything <laughs> else. So I had to force myself to exercise early in the mornings and become a morning person. And it, it's been hard, but I... You're good at it now. You're, You're so really good. good. See, I have, and that's what works for you. But luckily, my husband is a morning person, and like he naturally wakes up at five thirty or six by himself every morning, no matter what. So I don't have to have that in the morning. And like I have become this horrific night owl because it is my only self care time is like between ten thirty and eleven thirty at night, where everybody else is asleep. Uh-huh. And I can read, and I can just like I can do whatever I want, and nobody bothers me. Mm-hmm. So I have like almost it's like forced myself into this new rhythm where I go to sleep really late but then luckily like my husband will get up and do the kids so I can get up at seven Uh um so that is our rhythm but you Uh know it is like it is just because he can do that that I can then do this yeah otherwise it might have flip-flopped yep I mean it's just whenever you want to fit in your time yeah 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 you have to be very creative well any kind of like I don't know pressing things that you just want to say that have helped you or any stories, whether they be funny or inspiring, that would be good to close on? That's a lot um, of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Parenting <laughs> advice that you would, that has helped you or that you would give or? I did laugh the other day, um, similar to Kirsten, I try not to spend too much time on social media because it just can suck time out of your day. But mm-hmm. I was on Facebook the other day and, you know, it reminds you of like, oh, two years ago or three years ago, <laughs> this was happening. Uh-huh. And, I, yeah. and it was one of those. And I guess I had posted a picture of both my children, my son and my daughter. I think when my daughter was three, my son was one. And they're strapped in their car seats in the back of my car, both wearing princess dresses <laughs> and eating toaster waffles. <laughs> and I had written something just along those lines, like, you know, my, like, my MBA classes never trained me for like negotiations with toddlers. And so <laughs> we're going to school, both of them, including my son, in princess dresses. <laughs> and something like, thank goodness. That for really mine. lowered the bar for some yes. people in his class. And too. so. <laughs> So I, I reflected on that recently, and thankfully, I guess I was able to laugh at myself, but just a reminder of getting through and being flexible and being able that. to laugh in the moment. And um, I love it. And and my kids were smiling in the picture. Yeah, they were happy. <laughs> yes, there you go. So yeah. I don't know, maybe that's my parting thought. I have one funny story that I just, it just cracks me up because to me, sometimes when people think you would do something, it shows what they think of you. So my, when my daughter was the summer before her kindergarten year at a new school, she went to Battle Academy there on Broad, uh, Market Street. And um, so we went in the summer to register. And so this, is, this shows you, this is confirmation that my kids intuitively knew I had ADHD. Mm-hmm. So we pull up there to like go register and my kindergartner, who's about to start school for the first time, goes, mom, am I starting school today? <laughs> and I went, oh my goodness, this is really sad. My kid thinks that we would just never talk about it, not get dressed, not pack a lunch, not, no plans, just we're going to show up and it's like, today's your first day of school, honey. <laughs> so I just had to laugh. I thought, oh wow, this is really <laughs> My kids would not put this past me. But she was probably happy and excited yeah. and ready to go with it. Yeah, she would have been like, I would have gone with it, but this is a little appalling, Mom. Mm-hmm. Um, well, any other thoughts before we kind of wrap up? No, yeah, this has been great. Thank you yes. so much. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a nice and a wonderful evening. Oh, good. <laughs> well, nice. it was great to laugh. <laughs> yeah, you all are doing a wonderful job mm-hmm. in your in your motherhood and in your jobs, and but you have to take care of yourselves. And you have to uh, just not try to be perfect and be realistic, but I think we all need to really take our passions and do the things that we really say, hey, these are my top two things as a parent that I really wanna make sure I have time for, and I can let eight or 10 kind of slide or find creative ways to deal with them. 
Um, but you're very sweet to sacrifice your evening with your families to be here. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, you for having us. This is fun. Very fun.